This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Well, the International Tennis Hall of Fame will honour Australians Judy Dalton and Kerry Reid this particular year. Now, these trailblazing Australian players were part of the Virginia Slims Nine, who in September 1970 took action about the growing disparity in prize money and playing opportunities between men and women in the sport of tennis. When we think of it now, we think, well, gee whiz, you know, how could that be? But back then in the the 70s and uh, the 60s and what have you, there was this disparity. It was all about the men and these women really took action. Nine women, which included Americans uh, Billie Jean King, and we'll get to the others in just a moment. And what they did was the nine signed contracts for a huge amount, it was was over-the-top money, it was a dollar, in order to compete on their own terms and created their own non-sanctioned events. Now, they risked expulsion from the sports governing bodies. It was a very brave move, the the nine, the Virginia Slims nine, they called it, and we've got one of them in the studio. Judy Dalton, how are you? I'm very well. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Well, how do you feel about the honour? Oh, it's it's, um, fantastic because... um, We've made history in the International Hall of Fame because they've never had a group honoured before. It's always been individuals. So having made history in 1970, we're now going to make history in 2021. Unfortunately, you won't be able to go because of this COVID thing. That must be sad for you, but you'll be able to Zoom it, apparently. Yes, that's what that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be able to Zoom it and to wear my blazer, hopefully, which is um, coming. Um, and I don't know about the ring. I'm not sure. but they, I they... hear the ring is the, a, a big, chunky ring. <laughs> it's what I call a knuckle duster. <laughs> right, okay. And you get a blazer as well. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Look, I mentioned about how brave it was. I mean... These days, you know, Ash Barty, we've got all our tennis players and you you kind of think of them being professional and they get treated the same. But back then it was totally different. It was a brave move with you and the other eight gals. Well, it was. um, But I think in retrospect, we didn't realise, having done it, what the repercussions would be, how um, severe the men who governed the sport then so much um especially kramer thinking he had a lot of influence over it um, uh, who was that kramer jack kramer jack kramer he was the one whose tournament we boycotted and jack to... was a bit of a chauvinist pig was he oh very much so yeah very much so. okay um and um and the, the, the men governed all the sports so um when we signed um we and kerry and i came back to australia uh, we didn't realise the wrath of the of a tennis Australia first, and then the International Tennis so- Association. So um, they said that we couldn't play in any tournaments in Australia whatsoever for that year. We couldn't play the Australian any tournaments. We went to New Zealand, Kerry and I, and played in New Zealand, and then they suspended the New Zealand Association for having let us play in the tournament. 
But thankfully, um, after much negotiations, which Gladys Heldman did really well, um, and in those days, Paul, you've got to remember there was no f- mobile phones, no things. It was all by faxes, which I know it sounds ridiculous to people today. But so correspondence was quite difficult. And if she did phone, the f- telephone calls were very expensive. Um, the ITF saw the 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 you know how stupid it was mm. and they then agreed for us that we could all play but prior to that we would never have been allowed to have played in a grand slam again how did you feel at that time when you copped that wrath uh, from uh, men's tennis had you was there a moment you said oh gee what the hell have we done yes but in a way we thought that if that having done it we were going to make the most of it and that's and i think that's what we did and no we going did, back no. Well, we couldn't go back. No. And we were lucky that there were – that um, Virginia Slims, which was Philip Morris, were just launching this cigarette. I mean, it could never happen today. No. Um, and – which was called Virginia Slims and they wanted a, a – you know, a vehicle on which to promote it, and we were the perfect vehicle. Now, did the, the cigarette company, and we, you know, we kind of think we can't advertise cigarettes these days, no. and cigarette companies are the bad guys, but genuinely, did they really get this? Did they really support you guys? Oh, fantastically. Yeah. Oh, they were they were unbelievable. They were so supportive of us, and they didn't expect any of us ever to smoke, which none of us did. Um, they didn't really expect us to promote the cigarette, you know, smoking or anything. We they they didn't ask us for any of that, um, but the name was enough. You well, know. well, I I still remember the name Virginia Slim, the yeah. Virginia Slims. I mean, it's just in your mind, isn't it? Yeah. With with part of Australian tennis and world tennis, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, but, you know, and then, of course, we had the Title IX, which in, which in America, you know, is the, was the scholarship things for equal men and women. In those days, of course, the women got nothing um, from people who left scholarships to universities. It all mm. went to the men so mm. they could buy good players from overseas so they yes. could stay up in the top leagues. Um, and so that changed as well, and now they get equal prize money. And and it was interesting, um, Paul. I, we went to play in a place called Renaissance in Gillen, which is where my son lived. And we went to play at the golf club. And where and is that exactly? It's out. It's out of Edinburgh, quite a long way right, out of Edinburgh. Right. And um, there was a girl there who was managing the bar behind the bar, and she happened to hear that I was there and what I'd done. And she came over to me and she said, I have to thank you because she said, I would never have been a professional soccer player if it hadn't been for you and what you'd done because you gave equal pro- you know, money to the, to the things. And she said, I was mm. able to come from Czechoslovakia. Um, and uh, she went to the university in, in the States and achieved a dream of playing professional soccer. So you never know who you inspire, no, do you? it was wonderful. It's the first yeah. person. So, of course, I told all the girls and they were thrilled to oh, bits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. must be very proud of that. Um, that $1, by the way, mm. uh, what did you spend it on? <laughs> I haven't. I've still got it because we, we all Are you serious? It. I'm you, the only one that's still got it. You've still kept that $1? My word. My word. <gasps> Is it in a frame? Yes. Oh, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Okay, let's uh, – before we go any further – 
tell us your achievements. Just tell people what you achieved in your career. Oh. You were particularly uh, very hot in uh, in doubles. doubles, weren't you? Yeah, doubles tell, and mixed doubles, yes. Tell, tell the folks. Oh, well, I think I won 11 Grand Slam doubles, so I've won all the Grand Slams. Only 11? <laughs> the Australian, <laughs> the French, Wimbledon and the US. Wow. Um, and, um, and then I won a few mixed Grand Slams as well. Um, but I also did reasonably well in singles. Like I, I won the Italian, I think. I won the German singles twice. I won the Austrian singles. Um, but And I got to the final of Wimbledon in 68. You singles. did? And yep. Billie Jean King beat you? That's right. What was it like getting beaten by Billie Jean? Uh, well, I'd played her. It was interesting because that was the fifth time that year I played her and we were two matches all until then. Um, and I, I only lost nine seven eight six, Paul. Whoa. So it wasn't too bad. So it would have been interesting if it had been tiebreakers, wouldn't it? Yeah. Were yeah. you now, Billy Jean? You got on obviously very well behind the scenes, yeah, pretty well. Very well. Yeah, very well. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's check out the nine. Okay. So mm. you're one of them. You had yes. Billy Jean King. I think most yes. people know the uh, exploits of Billy Jean King. And what have you got to say about Kerry Reid? Oh, Kerry. Well, that was interesting, Kerry. Kerry's mother and father were not happy with me when <laughs> when Kerry signed because mm. I think they thought that she had signed, you know, mm. her tennis career away. Oh, bad influence! Very you. bad. But <laughs> um, but she, but Kerry said that if she thought that it was good enough, she said she would follow suit. And afterwards, the mother and father were fine. You know, they were they were all right about it. I would have I would have thought it would be completely opposite. Then they would have been incredibly proud of her. Well, they were in the end. They were, but in the beginning, I could I could see their point, you know, that because she had more to lose because she was much younger, so therefore she had many more years ahead of her than I did. Yeah, Peaches, Peachy Parkowitz. Now yeah. she she held the record, Paul, which nobody probably know, for the greatest number of junior matches in the world that she won from from the age of twelve. Wow. She was phenomenal, Junior. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Rosie yeah. Casals, tell yeah. us about her. Rosie played doubles with Billy. She was very successful. Doubles. They won a lot of Grand Slams together. Julie Heldman. Julie Heldman. Now Gladys, her mother, was the one who ran the tournament. Ran the who owned World Tennis. So and Julie was a good, play, very good player. She was number three in in America, I think, as well. Now Christy Pigeon. Christy Pigeon. Was she a flighty type? <laughs> no, right. she's amazing. She she was the youngest of, of all of us, and uh, she took a huge gamble. But she was very sensible, and she just said, "Look, this is what we've got to do, and that's it." And she's she's wonderful. She runs. She has a ranch out in California somewhere. Uh, which she um, has disabled um, people, children oh. and people, and she gets them to ride horses and things like that. Yeah, Isn't that she's, wonderful? She's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Nancy Ritchie. Nancy Ritchie. She was second behind Billy in the States, and she, yeah, she was, I think, about five in the world or four in the world, something like that, one stage. Valerie. Siegenfuss. And Valerie was a good, good player as well. You're all alive? All of us. All of which you are alive. Which is, that's why it's sad that, that I can't be there to see them all because I haven't seen them for, uh, we haven't all been together since Charleston, which was our 45th reunion. That was the last time we were all together. What's it like, you girls, getting together? Uh, it was amazing. It yeah. was like, but it was interesting, Paul. You know how you've known somebody for so long? It was, And you just started up the conversation as though it was yesterday. But there were a few tears, I must say, and certainly there were a lot of tears when we said goodbye because we thought we might 
never see each other again, you know. Mm. Um, but um, but anyway, they're all there. So I'm the only one. I think Nancy Ritchie's not going, but I'm the only only one that's that's not going to go. So it's a bit sad in a way. But look, it's it's one of those things. Now, as we said, all of you are alive, which is quite remarkable. It is. Al- although you're at ages where you should be. Oh, alive. not necessarily. A couple are not too well. Oh, okay. Um, but but um, but otherwise, um, everybody else is pretty good. Yeah. Okay, now the original nine group will be inducted. It's mm. going to be terrific. The International Tennis Hall of Fame in Newport, Rhode Island. Have you been there? Oh, yes, I have. That's another thing that's sad yes. because we stayed at the Breakers, which is the oh. most, you know Rothschild's home. Wonderful. And I knew the the count and countess who <gasps> lived there, and I stayed with them, and we played oh. matches. So what was that's, that like? Oh, it's lovely. So that was something that that I would love to go back and see it again. So you know? Judy, you were part of the Newport social set. Oh there. well, well, <laughs> <laughs> well. Actually, I have to say for for. I, we had they had this ball and we oh. there was Betty Stove and Francoise Duran and myself staying there, and um, um, Count Sapati said that he's going to have this ball and that we were all to attend. We said we didn't have long dresses or thing. Oh well, that was no trouble. We had all these dresses and everything. We had to come down this elegant staircase to be special guests and meet oh. all the people. Anyway, I had to go the next day. I had to go around and I had to have afternoon tea with Jackie Kennedy's. Mother. Oh, you had to, did you? Well, no, but but Sivvy <laughs> said to me, Countess of Party said it would be really nice if you went around and did that. So I, so I went. Oh, yeah. isn't that wonderful? So. I was in Newport, Rhode Island, 1983, covering the America's Cup, oh, Cup. Oh, yeah. which we won. Yeah. And isn't Newport the most delightful oh, it's place? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's another thing I'd love to do. But hopefully, hopefully next year I'll, we'll see it. All right. Now, when when you're getting all of this, the uh, the Virginia Slims nine, uh, Leighton Hewitt has also yes, been. Yes, and he's not going either. Oh, he's he, not going. No, he can't go either. No. Now, so. and the late South African coach Dennis, Dennis Vandermeer. Mm. Now, what was he like? Did you ever get to meet oh, him? Oh yes, he was. Well, he was wonderful. He coached Billie Jean quite a lot, and he was very influenced in in. Um, California in the tennis, um, and uh, he ran the Berkeley tournament, you know, mm. which is out of San Francisco, mm. where where the university is. Mm. Mm. Now, there was a movie came out called Battle of the Sexes. The movie mm. was based on the story of Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs, that match that they had, mm. uh, and and also the original nine was part of that uh, yep. movie. Uh, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs, what do you th- what did you think, you guys, of that match? Well, you know the the, the 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 before it happened, Bobby Riggs had always said, "Oh, I can at my age, at fifty six, whatever he was, I can beat the number one woman player in the world." And everybody said, oh, you know, he was such a gambler; he would have yes. gambled on anything." Yeah, and um, and he was a, a terrific player because I don't know whether people realise how good he was, but prior to the war, he played Wimbledon, and he took out a bet. I think it was. 200 pounds or 250 pounds something like that um that he would win all three events the singles the men's doubles and the mixed and the bookmakers took the bet at some astronomical odds anyway he did he won the three events and war was just starting i was just you know and um that he said oh well i'll come and get my money and they said sorry you can't take it they did not pay up so he said, fine. He said, when the war is finished, I'll come back and get it. 
And did he? So he came back and got it, and he got over a million pounds. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. And, of course, the result of that match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs? Yeah. Well, Billy had to win it. She had to win it for, for, for women's tennis. And that, that made a huge difference as well because Margaret had played him previously it, on Mother's Day. And that was terrible because she played so badly mm. and lost so badly. Mm. Um, and then he came to Billy and said, would she do it? And we all said to her, you've got to do it, but whatever happens, you've got to win. And so I said to all the girls, whatever you do, you must make sure that she wins this match because I said, for us, <laughs> it's, it's really do or die. Well, and you're right because it would have set things back yep. wouldn't it oh yes enormously oh thank enormously. thank goodness uh, yeah. uh billy jean king came and through. of course he thought bobby thought that having beaten margaret so easily yes. that there wasn't going to be any chance that he wouldn't beat billy um but he didn't realize that she was such a different character you know so like you know her her approach and everything and the way she played matches was, was so different Mm. Yeah. Judy, um, a lot of great women's tennis players, and you might be just slightly biased, but do you think Billie Jean King is the best uh, women's tennis player ever? No, oh, but okay. no, no. If in amongst the present day, I'm go, say go back to uh, say even Buenos Day, go back that far, you know Maria Bueno, go back that far. If I if if my life depended on it, I would get Billy to play for it. Really, but but as it's and it, and also Paul, yes. it's very difficult to go back. Yes, I mean if you read about Susan Longlong, you know which the court's mm. named after the French. Um, she she would play in matches in the south of France or in in various countries, and she would go through a tournament, never lose a game, never mind about a set, not a game. And nobody sort of quite appreciated, I don't think. But, you know, it was very difficult in those days. Like, how do you compare yes. generation to generation? I mean, you could and say... Tra and training is different oh, too. So, but, yeah. you know, her father her father and Monica Seller's father had basically the same principles mm. of training because they divided all the courts up into little squares and they numbered them all. And her Susan Longland's father used to shout out a number and she had to hit it. And, and Monica Seller's father did exactly the same with her, you know. And wow. then he used to draw on the tennis ball a little character and he'd say to her, you've got to tell me what character is on this tennis ball. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Now, what about Ash Barty? Now, Ash Barty, oh, look, she kind of gets there, then she doesn't and, you know, wanted to keep winning, 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 but she just drops out every now and again. How do you describe Ash Barty and how do you think she'll go at Roland Garros? Well, she's terrific. She's a fantastic ambassador mm. for Australia. Mm. She's number one, Paul. Yes, though, I and know she she's has, number one. And she's won the French. But she's been a little bit hot and cold. Well, I'll tell you, I don't think, you know, if you look at all the matches that she's played and she's lost when she supposedly shouldn't have, mm. if you look at them, people have, well, distracted's not the right word, but you know they've taken breaks in the thing where they really shouldn't have been allowed to. And that, I think, has broken up her concentration. Okay. Like if you look at the Australian, you know, the girl took the break. Um, uh, when she played um, last year, the same thing happened. And I think if she could, you know, she likes to just keep going at a steady pace and doing it. And she's improved so much. Mm. Like in the last little while, she's improved so much. She has. And I think if, the, if, the, if it's hot, 
like it's been. But you know, fr- the French usually have a wet, few wet days at the at the Paris, and that makes it hard. Mm. Um, but I think if the courts, if it get, if it keeps hot, I think she's got a really good chance. But Iga Swiatek is a good, good, good player. And mm-hmm. um, if they play, if they get to the final, it would be a very interesting. So match. you may be tipping her or Ash as the female I winner. I think so. I what, think so. What about the male winner? Uh, now, I I think I've got to go for Nadal. I think mm. I've got to. But you know, in it's interesting because he'll play Federer in the third round. I think it is if Federer continues. But Federer played very well last night against Sisterman, so you know he might be all right. But. I still think that um, – uh, and, of course, the bottom half is now so open with team losing. That just makes the whole thing so open um, because you've – but you've got Tissipas and you've got um, Zevrev and you've got um, uh, Medvedev. So, you know, that's – it'll be out of the young guns down the bottom. But the three oldies are up the top. Yes. You know, it'll be should, interesting. Uh, should Roger hang it up? I don't think – I think I think Wimbledon could probably be his – his last thing. I think if he's got any chance, I think, of winning it, I think Wimbledon would be the one that he could do it, you know, because he likes the grass and the grass is, is you know, it's changed mm. now and so it's a little bit um, faster for him. Some so. people don't know when to quit. There no. is There is always well, a time to quit. He, well, he's, yes, I think if, if it was me, I would go, I would play Wimbledon and then I would say that was it. Yeah, Farewell goodbye. into yeah. the sunset. Well, because everybody remembers his feats at Wimbledon yeah. more well, look, than he, anywhere else. He's got nothing to prove. No. Nothing to no. prove. Except he probably wants to play the Olympics because of his sponsorship, because of Uniglow. I think that's part of the sponsorship. So he'll probably play the, the, the Tokyo Games and that'll be it, I would have thought. Judy, just to wrap this up, uh, your thoughts on, on COVID and uh, how the tennis has been handled here with COVID? Do you believe it's all gone as best it could? The Australian, you mean? Yep. Oh, yeah, I think that Craig did a fantastic job. I think there there was criticism from the players because I don't think they realised how tough it had been for people in Melbourne with the lockdown. Um, and then I don't think they realised that they would all be put into quarantine. I think that the, that they all thought, look, you know, we are stars in our own rights, in our own countries, and we're allowed to do whatever we like. And when they came to Melbourne, they they honestly didn't. Re- did I think it was a real shock for them. Um, and um, you know, I I think that's where Jennifer Brady, for instance, I thought she was excellent in getting to the semi-finals because she was under the toughest conditions of all when she came. And she just accepted it and, mm. and, and moved on, you know. Mm. It's a whole different world, isn't it, Judy? Oh, entirely different. And uh, hardly any crowds. Who knows what's going to happen at the French, you know. They're, yeah. Like they, they're allowed 1,000 people a day, I think it is, until Saturday. And then they're allowed 5,000, I think it is. Yeah. And Wimbledon don't know what's going to happen with theirs, you know, because they, wait, they have to wait till the 21st of June for the government's um, decree whether they can have 25 or 50%. So it's difficult, or none, you mm. know. So, do you still have a hit? Yes, I do. I try Wh- to. Where yeah. do you do that? Oh well, I've been here in Port Douglas yeah. having a hit on the courts here. Yes, right. Yes, so that's nice. Do, do any do, does anybody ever uh, know that it's you, or do you because of you know being oh. such a long time ago? Do oh, you still get people who know who you are? Oh. 
Oh, well, I suppose so. Sort of. Not Yes, they sort of know, yes. I'd be quite yes, a thrill to meet you, I would suspect. Yeah. I know, modesty yeah. aside. Yeah, I think it would be quite a thrill for people to know who you are because oh, well. you, you've done some wonderful things. Yeah, it's, right. it's interesting when you look back or you look at Wikipedia, or which I'd never done, um, until the other day. Um, so you looked yourself up on <laughs> Wikipedia, yeah, did you? Yeah, which was it's interesting because you don't realise what you've done. Like, you know, to have to have a bust at, the, at Melbourne Park, for instance, is, is mm. wonderful. Yes. Um, and then to have done what we did with the, with the original nine and then to create history is, is really pretty, you know, it's pretty nice. Oh, and you also got, as I understand, did ANZ print you up yes. some coins? Tell yes. us about that. Yes, for the Australian Open, for the last four years, ANZ have picked a legend, what they call legend, Hello. To, to be on the back of the... <laughs> You're to, a legend. <laughs> to be on the back of the coins. And so what was happening was the original now were all going to be guests at this year's championship, the Australian Championship, going to organise them all, you know, do it all. Um, and, of course, it didn't happen. So... In in honour of us, which was really nice, they put Kerry and I because we were the two Australians. They put us on the back of the coin, so that what on the front of it is is ANZ um, Australian Open Championship, I think 2021. And on the back, there's a picture of Kerry playing and me and myself with our names on the back. And when they did the toss for every match. Um, it was really rather nice because they'd say, do you want ANZ or do you want Judy and Kerry? That is fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us and uh, congratulations once again. And uh, keep playing and keep well. I will. That's the main thing. You too. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Thank you.